0: And I just love being here with these incredible women that I get to interview. And today is one of my favorite women on the planet. We've worked together before. Her name is Sonia Buena Del Torre, and she's a self-love energy coach. She helps women all over the world embrace their uniqueness and let go of self-judgment. She helps them to build unstoppable confidence so they can live empowered from within and in alignment with their soul. She's the author of the book, You Can Heal the World, which is on Amazon. It's available as a Kindle book. And she's an expert on personal and spiritual transformation. She's from Spanish descent, but was born and raised in Germany. She now lives in Turks and Caicos, where it's hotter than hell today. Before her work as an energy coach, she was certified as an aerobic and fitness instructor and co-owner of two fitness clubs. Her extensive body and health experience, combined with her energy training, makes her an effective and powerful, high-level coach for body, mind, and spirit, and oh, girl, that's what we're going to talk about today. I love you. Good to see you, dear.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to be here
0: with you today. Well, you know, um, all these wonderful women that I get to share time with that are on a mission to serve other women, every single one of them has had some type of very dark challenge to spark that mission. And so I would love to hear a little bit about your journey and what inspired you now to serve women in you know, transformation and connecting to their soul.
1: Mm, I, I, I'm happy to now. And it's such an important uh, piece also. So, yes, um, looking back, I come from a very dark place. I used to really feel extremely bad about myself. Um, I suffered from severe depression. I hated myself. I hated my body. I was very ashamed of my body, I had an eating disorder, I was binging, I was gaining weight, losing weight, um, but the, the most pain I felt was really that nagging feeling of not being good enough, of, of uh, not being worthy, of, of having such a bad picture of myself. And um, with that comes loneliness, not feeling like anybody understands me. And there were at times in my life where it was so bad that I was really thinking of rather disappearing and taking my life away than to be still alive. So, um, and for the longest I felt like that, and I remember when I was 14, Mel, I was already on my first diet because I thought I was fat enough. and ugly. That, and that led to a lot of other things. And when I was 26, around 26, um, I was in such a place of desperation, and I remember that day, and I'd like to share that story because it was so significant, I was in Thailand on a beach uh, on vacation with my boyfriend at that time, and it was a beautiful beach white sand, palm trees, the sun, the ocean, the small island. No one else was there. My boyfriend was kind of walking somewhere. I was sitting there all by myself looking at the ocean. And I was thinking that should be the most beautiful and the most romantic day of my life. And the only thing, the only thing I was thinking and feeling was how bad I was feeling about myself. And in that moment now, in that moment I made a decision. And I've decided to do whatever it takes to love myself. I didn't know how. I didn't even believe, and it's really important for me to share that, I did not believe that that would actually be something possible for me. But I knew either I do this or I die. So I made the decision, and I made the decision not to go on vacation anymore until I love myself. I didn't go on vacation for a while. Um, But that was a transition point that led me to a journey of discovery, of healing, of doing deep inner work. And through my own transformation, through my own transformation, I kind of got in touch with that purpose of me wanting to share that with other women. And one thing led to the other. And now I'm passionate, same as you, to reach as many women as possible so that they can fully love themselves. And. Be free to be who they are authentically, and that's my biggest joy.
0: What's interesting, what you're saying, Sonia, is so many women are silently suffering from exactly what you described. I did as a young woman, but I pursued alcohol as my band aid because of the self loathing. I just could not stand myself, and here I was traveling the globe and modeling. And yet, behind that mask, I felt worthless. This is why it's so important to have these conversations, because women don't need to be afraid that they feel this way. This situation that, you know, you and I both experienced of the self-loathing and lack of self-love, it can be fixed, it can be healed, and it does take deep work. It's not something that you just snap your fingers and you say, oh, it's over. It's over. And I got to a dark place like you where I was contemplating suicide. I thought it was my only alternative. The only way I would feel better would be dead. How creepy is that? And so that's why you and I do what we do, to share the light that this can be fixed, that once we tap into our divine worth, and beauty, life will be so dramatically different for you. You did deep inner work. Tell us about some of the modalities you use, some of the steps that you took.
1: Yeah, I want to emphasize what you said. Like it does not happen overnight, mm-hmm. and it's it's it is a deep process, and it takes a lot of commitment and consistency, and never giving up, and asking for help. And one of the things that I did, I started with uh, with a she asked for a therapist, but she was more than a body worker. She she did some therapy with me. I, I did I started with her one on one sessions for a period of time, and then I realized I hit the block. I knew like I need more, so I did a self love called it's a point self love workshop that led to different other workshops and deep intense inner work. The biggest difference for me was when I found the type of energy work that I've been doing now for over 16 years and I've still connected with the same teachers and mentors is the foundation of my work. Is when I really learned about I am and being of energy and if I can and I can shift and heal my energy and peel off the layers that are holding me back from seeing who I am. Because if you don't see who you are, because of all the self-judgment, the wounds from the past the conditioning that we have, you you don't love yourself because you don't see yourself. So So. that made the biggest difference for me. Also to learn tools that are actually uh, helping me to shift my energy and to understand who I am. And meditation is also a huge... I'm a huge advocate for meditation. Yeah, so a deep, deep inner work, energy work, meditation, and to really... Um, to understand that if you want to really have deep transformation, you will not be able to do that yourself. It's just really, I mean, I haven't found a way. Um, to ask for help and have those people that really resonate with you and then hold the light for you until you hold your own light.
0: Yes, beautiful. Are you talking about energy and I get it because I do a lot of chakra work. I get, I have Reiki treatments. But let's explain energy and the power of it and it, and the female energy, which is, you know, Kundalini, it's the life force. Let's talk a little bit about that and how people can start to delve into that as a healing modality. I mean, we talk about so much, you know, recovery programs and coaching and you know, reading the right books and meditation, but not too many people are experts on energy like you are. And that's why I think it's so important to start to educate women about energy. So let's have it, girl. Yeah, well,
1: um, obviously I'm gonna pick a piece because you know I could talk about this for, for a couple of weeks. Uh, um, so first off, so to understand that everything is energy. Like what you feel, what you think, uh, your physical, like everything is energy. What I mean by that is also that you are constantly reacting to it and you are constantly giving. You are receiving and giving energy energy constantly. As long as you are not aware of it, and most of us are not, because we don't learn this in school, we are, um, for lack of better words at the moment, like a victim of whatever is happening, because we are not in power. So you are a being of energy, the chakras, the the certain energy centers that are called the chakras, they are in constant receiving, giving, like we are like antennas, right? And um, some of them are blocked, some of them are closed, some of them are, you know, wounded. So for us to be in real flow and to connect to our inner power, to our inner essence, to any essence, the feminine or, or the they're not like, a men have this uh, energy beings as well but for us women, to really tap into the worthiness and the essence of our true being is to really get in touch with our own energy and to also learn where am I actually losing my energy, where do I give my power away, mm-hmm. where do I have a very common let me give you one example, a very common pattern, uh, for women in particular, is they often do too much, they are uh, losing themselves through their heart oftentimes because we are from nature, from instinctual uh, evolution giving because we give birth, we have to take care of children, so energetically we are very dominant in our second chakra, our belly and our heart. And when we don't pay attention and we don't know better, it's out of balance and we give too much. That leads, and I'm sure nearly every woman knows this, I, I give, give so much, much, much and I don't get it back. You know, know I, give I give so much, 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 much and, and I, I'm, I, don't I don't get appreciated. appreciated. And that has different, different layers, but if you only go, go, go to the, the energetical, goal, is to come back to balance so that you don't give yourself away, you don't give your power away, and you don't feel like I'm not worthy, I'm not appreciated, nobody respects me, because it's your responsibility and you can learn doing that. Does that make sense, Ma? Oh, absolutely. So give
0: us a practice of how to monitor that chakra uh, imbalance and, and basically how, how do we take our energy back? How do How do we restore our power?
1: Um, again, like this is depending on where you are, this will take more work, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just just as a starting point or concept is also um, it's very tangible and substantial. Like for example, like imagine your heart chakra is you know like the energy of your heart is kind of here, you know, mm-hmm. and. When you give too much, your energy is too much outside, and it's literally it is like that. And and, and you might even feel it and resonate while I talk about it. Um, you give too much. You're also kind of like giving yourself in a way you you please pleasing is a you know you please too much. You are your opinion is not as important. So one thing that you can do is you can literally imagine. You can use your hand. You can't do anything wrong here. So. Don't get hooked up into, I don't know how, or do I'm doing the right way. Just use your breath, even with me right now, whoever's watching here. You take a breath, and you simply imagine you're bringing your energy back in a little bit. Ah, if you like to use your hand, you can. You bring your energy back into the heart space. And if you have the tendency to be really outside of yourself, you can imagine also that you want to open the back of your heart chakra because you want to open the back so the energy can move a little bit back so that you can get more into balance. So take another breath and really bring the energy back into center. You want to come back to yourself, to your own center, ah, and take another breath, yeah, let it sink in, let it come back in, let it come back in, depending on how much outside of yourself you are, and there are also other chakras involved, but if you simply do this practice, it will help you to be more centered
0: with yourself.
1: Oh that feels great.
0: Yeah, it feels yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about female sexual energy. Because this is another area where I think women deplete themselves. We it we always give too much from the heart, and I think that We give so much that we deplete every part of us, but you started a new conversation and I think it's an important one. And it's identifying the sexual energy and how important it is in our balance and in that whole flow of living life from a place of empowerment and self-worth. And so I think women need to understand better what we're talking about here, when we reference sexual energy, what it really means.
1: Yeah, that's a great topic. And as you said, I've been speaking about this lately, um, and I noticed that so many women are really um, interested because it is such a big part of our nature. It's so natural, and there's so much shame, so much shame and wounding and 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 misbeliefs or or misconceptions. And again, I want to emphasize, everything is energy. Therefore, sexuality is energy. And for me, our sexual energy is also part of our life force, of our aliveness. If we are cut off from our sexuality, we are cut off from a very important piece of our feeling fully in our bodies, fully in existence, and, and fully alive. And it's not an easy topic because there is so much shame involved. And there's so much conditioning from society, from religions, from so many angles that a lot of, you know, like a lot of women are also confused, men as well. You know, like it's really, it's like a co-working together. And one of the things that I really see, and in my past just to share, like because of my lack of self-worth, my lack of loving myself, uh, hating my body. I, I didn't have a beautiful sexuality. I didn't even know what I was missing because I didn't know better. And through the work that I did and through me opening up and healing myself, I opened up that sexual energy. And from an energetical perspective, that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to have sex, to experience that energy. super important to understand I'm not talking, and I have no judgment. Like, whatever you want to do out there, as long as two people are consent and it's both, you do whatever you want. However, I don't mean you can tap into your sexual energy and then you don't have to have sex all the time. But you want to have it available because it's such a beautiful, precious, juicy energy and... When you open up to self-love and self-worth and you embrace that sexual energy, it gives you that flow, that vibrant energy around you, and you can contain that. And when I say you can contain that, I think one really important piece is when you work on your sexuality, there is a need to feel safe. And because there's so much wounding around it, it can be sexual abuse, it can be even only verbal abuse, it can be our own self-judgment, society. There's so much stuff hammering at us, how we should look, how it is. And then porn, the porn industry that a lot of people think that's actually what sexuality is about. There's so much confusion and so much weirdness around it that we don't even know anymore. What does that mean? This is the most natural thing in the world. You and me, we would not be alive. No one, no one in this existence would be in a physical body if not someone would have exchanged sexual you know, intercourse. So to really tap into that is such an important piece and for women... As an important piece to really fully come into their power because sexual energy is powerful. And I don't mean that in a mani- manip- manipulative way. Right. In, an, in embracing your power, you want to tap into your sexual energy. That is exactly what I wanted to hear
0: because we carry so much shame and guilt and a lot of it's religious beliefs and the way we are raised and familiar, you know, perceptions which can absolutely misalign us to our truth about that you know having sexual energy and many women are afraid of it they try to hide it but it's actually part of our divine power it is part of who we are it's not just about a sexual act it's really about this divineness this is why i do this podcast awakening divine wildness that's no. what it is. It is that divine energy that we all have. It's 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 part of our life force and it needs to be nurtured and respected and developed and cared for. And 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 I think women that that have issues with with food or the dieting and 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 the bulimia I think a lot of it is tied to the sexual energy. It's it's repressing it or not understanding it and and feeling guilty about it, and that's what causes so so many of these addictions.
1: Yeah, and 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 you know, and out, underneath is really that self worth and self love issue because in order for you to embrace your sexuality, you also get to embrace your body. Yeah. I hated my body yeah. like so badly. And don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, there are days maybe I look and it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm getting elbow and I have this level, whatever, you know, like there's no perfection, but that's not the point. It's like you get in touch with who you are and then you embrace it and it's just for yourself first to feel good and and powerful and and at the same time, um, sexuality, sex, making love, whatever you want to call it, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, an enjoyable thing, a pleasurable thing. And if you don't experience that way, you can get there. I didn't. It took me a long time. That was a piece that came way well later. I'm going to be very transparent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm six now. And um, and I can't look back exactly, okay, this day in my life. But I think, to be honest, that I really enjoyed my sexuality in, in, a, in, a, in a way that I've never done. That happened... Maybe in the last 10 years, yeah. right? Or even, yeah, maybe seven. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. What I'm saying is there's such a difference in, in experiencing yourself and with someone in sexuality when you have that self-worth. And with that, especially in sexuality, I want to I wanna just make that point. It has also a lot to do with being able to set healthy boundaries and to uh, communicate what you like, what you don't like, what's important. And that's a huge piece of what I do with women as well, because we don't dare. I mean, seriously, I don't know any woman that at some point, and men might be the same again, that we've endured something just to say, yeah, it's not gonna take a long you know, what I mean? Even though we did not like it, i done it. We all I- have. <clears throat> And we want to get away from it so that we feel, hey, I'm worthy enough and at the same time to take responsibility because if we don't communicate, we cannot blame the other person, we cannot. Like if I don't communicate, hey, listen, I'm not liking this right now, would you do this? You know, even if it's shameful or whatever, or hey, this is not working for me, I don't want to do this. How can I blame then the other person, you know? Um, so there's so much power in you owning yourself and your sexuality and that's also how we educate each other. we support each other. you know like men, you know there's such a, such a war somehow out there, men and women and, and so many beliefs and, and, and limiting beliefs about men even and about women you know and men, all sex. They're all the same and you can't trust men. This is so. if you have any of those beliefs, anyone who's looking at life, look at those because they're preventing you from having a beautiful, fulfilling relationship or only sexuality. So you really have the power to go inside and to transform it within you and live the most amazing life you can imagine.
0: What do you think women are afraid to communicate in the bedroom?
1: hmm Uh that's a great question. Different, different reasons. One of the things is it's shame. Definitely, shame is the number one. Fear of rejection is a big one. And fear of judgment is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're underlying other issues. But the shame and the fear of being rejected and being judged are, are very big ones.
0: Because if women could learn, I mean, we can communicate beautifully. When we're in a store buying a pair of shoes or a handbag, no problem there, right? We can say exactly what we want, maybe even a little too much. But when it comes to intimate situations, especially with a man and you're in a relationship and you want to communicate, women get so fearful to speak about what they are feeling, what they want what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And, you know, men aren't mind readers. They don't know. You know, look at some of them are doing the best they can. Others aren't. But uh, they don't know unless you tell them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, big pieces. and, And I really understand. And even though I've came a long way, there might be, you know, if you find, if you meet someone new or you are in a situation that, you know, you might not be in a committed relationship, but you have sex or something, you know, it, it is a vulnerable thing to do. And it still is. You just hold yourself in a different place. But it is also so, so scary because it puts you in a vulnerable place, you know. And when you are in a vulnerable place and you open up, the risk of being hurt is bigger than if you're kind of like behind a wall. However, behind the wall, there's no pleasure, no joy, no bliss, no connection, right? And so it's a skill you can learn. Like anyone can learn to communicate in a way that works. It's not going to happen overnight and you will have to peel off the layers and heal the wounds and the beliefs and fears that are there but it's totally possible, like, and it makes such a huge difference. And yes, you know, like, it's a co-creation that if you don't, what I said, like, they don't know, they don't mind readers. We expect them sometimes, right? Women, yeah, because we are so intuitive. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Yeah. No, it's it's also an act of love and respect and support to actually communicate, and they actually appreciate it. Besides, of of course, you know it might be a challenge, and you might get hurt, and you might get rejected, depending on. But in my experience, when you do the work and you and you really share with them what you like and what you don't, in a way that they can take, not in a blaming, judgmental way, because who wants to be blamed and judged? You don't know, no one. They, they 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 want you to say it because ultimately they want to make you happy. Yes. Right. It's not their responsibility, but they want to. Yes. Oh. Even though you're scared, dare, dare step by step to be. And honesty is the best policy. The most difficult because we don't grow up learning how to tell the truth. We learn how to be nice. Be nice. So be honest, be nice. That's the, oh, I get so passionate about this. Like that's the, the worst thing that when we grow up, we don't learn to be honest. We learn to be nice. Right. So be honest, be and more honest. honest with now
0: we need to be our badass selves. You know, we need to speak up. <laughs> you have a gift for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Something if they step over to your website, uh, beautifulyoublog.com, you have a
1: giveaway for the listeners. Yes, and I do actually, I do have a giveaway uh, on, uh, on a different side because I thought that might be more beneficial for, mm-hmm. for today after what we've spoken. Great. I have a guided self-love meditation. Oh, yummy. Yes, yes. and it, it's a beautiful meditation that starts with a poem called My Gift of Love that it was really um, channeled from a higher source. So it brings you into a higher um, energy of love, and it's guided. It's about 20 minutes. And it really helps you to connect deeper to yourself, to experience more self-love, to feel better about yourself. And it's one of my cli- like, favorite um, meditations of my clients, C- Crazy Results. So you can get that actually at mygiftoflove.net. That's Ooh. the site. You can get that meditation for free. And I would recommend everyone to listen to it for 21 days.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Love yeah. it. My love,
0: Yeah. Well, you're radiating as always, sweetie. Yeah. You're yeah. just you're great energy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you so Model much.
0: light, and and
1: all that hard work has paid off, huh? Oh, yeah. so much. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen. Whoever you know, like wherever you are, no matter how hard, how dark, how much you don't believe it, if I can make it, if Mel can make it, I mean, our story. Like you can make it too. Just never give up, ask for help, and stay consistent in the process. It's so, so, so worth it.
0: Sonia, thank you.
1: It's always a joy to connect with you.
0: Bless you, girl. Much love. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And please leave a favorable review at iTunes. Be sure to visit malduane.com for Mal's six-part video series, Heal Your Wounded Heart and Reclaim Your Worth.